I'm Damian Bolwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, despite the pandemic, California, it turns out, is flush with money to spend. State officials are projecting a $38 billion surplus in the upcoming fiscal year, and Governor Gavin Newsom and the legislature now have to decide what exactly to do with it. One of our Sacramento correspondents, Alexi Kossif, joins me to talk about how we got here, what Newsom hopes to do, what his opponents are saying about the extra cash, and perhaps how the recall fits into all of this. Alexi, thanks for coming on again. Always good. Always happy to join you. All right, Alexi, this is uh, this has been interesting. There's obviously a lot of politics and some PR involved, but but a lot of money that's important to Californians who've been struggling. But before we get to all that, how did we end up with a surplus? I think it confounds a lot of people to think about this after the pandemic. So one of the reasons that things are looking so good now is because they were looking so terrible last year. The state thought that it was going to be facing a $54 billion deficit, and it took a lot of steps to try and deal with that. And then the economy actually recovered from the pandemic a lot quicker than we expected, and the stock market started booming, and rich people started rolling in that money from from the stock market boom, and they started paying capital gains taxes on it. And little by little, tax revenue came in way above what state finance officials expected. So when it all came down to it this week and they started announcing what the fiscal picture looked like. It was really good. We we're looking at uh, a surplus that's in the range in total of about $76 billion. That also includes money for schools and money to replenish our reserves. And then that leaves about $38 billion, as you said, as, as this operating surplus that the governor and the legislature can choose what to do with. And then on top of that, we've got $26 billion in this coronavirus aid from the federal government with, you know, not a whole lot of strings about how to spend it. So there's really, you know, an opportunity here for a lot, a lot, a lot of spending. All right. So it sounds like California had a very good year in some ways, perhaps not as good as Elon Musk, uh, who might have had even a better <laughs> year. But that it does beg the question about, uh, the inequality, it, it, as you write, I mean, this is really like wealthy people having a pretty good year and other people, as we know, have not had such a good time, but, but they, um, you know, they're looking for something out of this budget. That's absolutely right. And, and that's sort of the central organizing principle that I think pretty much anybody who's involved in the process of crafting this budget would talk about is, okay, we've just been through this terrible year. So many people are still hurting. They're, you know, facing potential eviction. They still don't have their jobs. They can't get their unemployment insurance. What can the state do to try and level the playing field and, you know, reduce that income inequality, reduce those gaps that are so persistent in our society? So, for example, the very first um, proposal that the governor rolled out this week as part of his revised budget plan was um, a, a state stimulus um, targeted at low and middle income Californians. Uh, the state already sent out $600 checks um, this spring for you know the, the lowest income Californians and now they're saying let's do it again. Let's raise the income cap and um, let's double down on that and and give back to people who might 
you know, have taken a hit in their pocketbook over the last couple of months. All right. So what's the current proposal? What, what would people be looking at? How would they qualify? So this proposal ra- would raise the, uh, the income limit for those who benefit to $75,000 per household. And so if you didn't benefit from the first uh, stimulus check, the, the state would, but you qualify, the state uh, would send out a $600 direct cash payment to you in the coming months. Um, they would also send out extra $500 to families with children and $500 to undocumented immigrants because uh, they, undocumented immigrant taxpayers, um, because they have not been benefiting from the federal stimulus. You know, this is all contingent on the legislature and the governor approving it. So it's hard to say yet what the timeline might be, but if they do pass this proposal, then you're likely to see the money coming probably by the fall. Okay, I want to talk about another proposal that's out there, and this is that big program where homeless people are being moved into hotels. It's called Home Key, right? And and Newsom wants to expand it? Yeah, so this is a program that he and his administration have sort of pioneered nationwide. And they took a bunch of money that they got from the coronavirus stimulus and they decided, all right, let's buy up a bunch of hotels, which are empty right now because of the pandemic, and let's turn them into supportive housing for homeless people. They put about $800 million toward this program last fall. And in about six months, we're able to buy and start converting 6,000 new units, which, you know, while it's a drop in the bucket for how big California's homeless uh, problem is, it's, you know, a pretty significant step forward in that time. So the governor is saying, all right, I like how that went. Let's put $7 billion more toward that over the next two years and help get tens of thousands of more units of housing um, available for, for homeless people. And homelessness has only gotten worse during the pandemic. So to some degree, we need programs like, like this to even catch up, right? Yeah. I mean, the the count in 2020 had already increased to something like 161,000. Uh, and that was before the pandemic even hit. And uh, the state said that throughout the course of last year, that more than 250,000 people went through the system. You know, some of them got rehoused, so they're not all still homeless, but that just gives you a sense of the scope of this problem. I mean, it's just beyond, you know, the figures that we've even been talking about. There are a lot of people who are really on the fringe, and a lot of them are sort of cycling in and out of this. So, you know, the idea of getting more housing available and trying to stabilize those people is is a huge priority for this administration. All right, and we know California is not building enough new housing. Alexi, let's take a quick break. I want to ask you more about some of the potential items that the state may spend some money on. And also want to ask you a little bit about politics and how we move forward from here. We'll be right back on Fifth and Mission after this. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa. I'm joined by Alexi Kossif. He's one of our Sacramento correspondents. We're talking about the state budget surplus despite the pandemic. California has a lot of money to spend and now has to decide what to do with it. Can you get a little bit into the politics, Alexi? What is the timeline here? Why is the governor coming out and communicating what he would like to spend the money on? And how is that going to affect the process? So 
On some level, this is just a part of the normal process. Every May, the governor of California has to put together a revised budget plan and present it to the legislature. And it's sort of an opening salvo in the negotiations with the legislature, which is required to pass a budget by June 15th. But obviously things are a little bit different this year. The There is going to be a likely recall election on the ballot in this fall. And, you know, the governor is, you know, seems to be maybe keeping an eye on, you know, boosting his public profile. And all week long, he has been holding events across the state, sort of highlighting different parts of his budget plan that he thinks are going to benefit California, benefit the public. He had one on Monday in Oakland to highlight these stimulus checks that we discussed earlier. Uh, You know, he was in San Diego on Tuesday to talk about homelessness funding. And he is, you know, it's starting to feel a little bit like a campaign swing. Although when I asked him about it on Monday, he you know, just breezed right by the question and, you know, talked about how this is, you know, a totally normal thing that he's doing. And he's always, you know, highlighting parts of his budget when it's, you know, time to to roll out the latest plan. So, you know, there's some truth in that. And there's, you know, probably some political strategy in it as well. Yeah. Politicians never want to admit they're doing politics out there. I do want to ask you about that. I mean, the there's some new polling and and most of the polls so far have shown that that Gavin Newsom appears, at least, to be pretty safe. Um, so, you know, what's the strategy there? And 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 I wanted to ask you, isn't the margin also important? Even if he feels perhaps safe, doesn't he want the margin and the recall to be as strongly in, in his favor as possible? You know, the polling can only tell you so much because at the end of the day, a recall is not a normal election. It's off-cycle. People are not necessarily primed to turn out to vote. And there is still so much that could happen between now and the election, which hasn't even been scheduled yet. Our best guess is probably November. So that's probably six months away. Things are looking pretty decent right now in terms of, you know, the budget situation's good. The pandemic, you know, has has quieted down in California. But who knows what could happen if schools aren't open in the fall or if there's a terrible wildfire season again and and the state is on fire while Californians have to vote about whether to kick Newsom out of office. You never know what could happen. So, yeah, he absolutely wants to be going hard right now to build up goodwill and show he's competent and show he's doing good things and show that Californians are benefiting from his policies. All right. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. What are some of the issues that Newsom is talking about, that the legislature is talking about, or that people who might have their ear are talking about? Things like rent relief, the drought. Right. I mean, one of the things that is, you know, going to benefit Newsom is that Just the sheer amount of money that's available right now means that he can throw a lot of funding toward a lot of issues and really cover all these bases and make all these people happy. I mean, it's not even just the surplus from the state. There's also this federal money that's coming in. There's federal money for rent relief. There's federal money for um, for cities and counties that have also, you know, had their budgets hit by the pandemic. I mean, Everybody is going to be 
benefiting from that right now. And, and that helps him because he doesn't have to make as many hard choices as he might have to in a normal year. Um, that said, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of requests. There's a lot of things that people are, are always looking for. Um, you know, one thing that's a huge priority for Democrats in the legislature is expanding access to, to the state's health insurance program for the poor uh, to undocumented immigrants, making them eligible. And in the past, the state has let undocumented immigrants access that care up until they turn 26. But Democrats are saying that's not enough. Let's start with seniors and let's expand to include all adults. And, you know, we don't know yet whether the governor is going to be on board. He he philosophically has supported the idea in the past, but, you know, just because there's money this year doesn't mean there's going to be money in future years. And he might have to decide, is he really going to commit to ongoing new spending or is he going to try and use this surplus right now to to target projects that only need a one-time infusion of cash. And what about the drought? I mean, how much can money change the situation that we're in where we're already looking at potentially rationing water? We're already looking at uh, possibly some some big hits to agriculture. Um, what can you do there? Right. I mean, you know, everybody is certainly aware that they need to do something, but at the end of the day, you know, you can't buy rain and you can't buy snowpack. So the kinds of things that they're looking at and they're ready to throw billions of dollars at this. But, you know, it's it's stuff like helping poor communities that don't have reliable access to water to to buy clean water. Um, it's things like uh, giving money to people to rip out their lawns and put drought resistant plants in instead. It's things like helping pay for projects that have been in the pipeline to, you know, boost water efficiency at water agencies. I mean, it's things that will maybe prepare the state better and, and help around the edges. But, you know, when there's not enough water, there's not enough water and, and no amount of money is going to change that. All right. Finally, I want to ask you about the sort of divide between Democrats and Republicans in California. Obviously, that uh, takes on a very different nature. But but this has irked some Republicans that California has a surplus. What has been the reaction? There's been some pushback, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the criticism has largely come from Republicans at the national level who didn't support President Biden's big stimulus in the spring anyway. And now some of them have pointed to California, which is sort of rolling in money and said, this is exactly why we didn't need to pass another stimulus. Uh, you know, the, the defense from the Biden administration has been that basically we want to help everybody make it through this pandemic and get through it as quickly and equitably as possible. And so more money is good. You know, good things will come of it. But, you know, you can certainly see certainly see why those who oppose the stimulus are, are frustrated now. At the state level, it's more a criticism of the kinds of things that Newsom is pursuing. You know, there's Republicans who are facing him in this recall election who said, who, who point to anything that he puts forward and says, well, he's only doing that because of the recall. And, you know, you've got to imagine that it does play a, a part, but he also has to put together a budget regardless of whether there is a recall. So, you know, how much of it how different it would look if he wasn't going to potentially be on the ballot this fall. That's hard to say. 
Well, in any event, he may run for office in the future, uh, some sort of higher office. So he's he's always looking to shore up support. Exactly. And even if he even if he survives this recall, he is on the ballot again in 2022. So like any politician, he is, you know, trying to do things that will (laughs) keep him in office. All right, Alexi, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks to my guest today. That's Alexi Kossif, one of the Chronicle Sacramento correspondents. Thanks to Erica Carlos for producing this episode. And thank you for listening.